What's going on guys, Zach here. Before we dive into this episode, I wanna address something real quick. As men work on themselves, you know, I get a lot of messages where they're frustrated with the lack of progress in their family. They're like, I am going to the gym. I am reading these books. I am working on myself. And there's a lot of eyes in that sentence. They're not saying my wife and I, my kids and I. As you work on yourself as a man, and this is to family men, if you are working on yourself, make it a team effort. Now, you have to fix you before you fix others, but while you're working on you, you can work with others. And again, that that ties into the sponsor of this podcast, which is PeacefulFathers.com. Build connections with your family. Anthony Migliorino is constantly talking about ways you can connect with your children. You can connect with yourself. You can heal yourself. That way you can better explore who you are as a man. And once you know who you are, then you can connect with others. You know the, the shape that you are, and you can fit into where it is you're trying to go in another person's life. But if you don't know you, you can't connect with them. So if you follow Anthony at Peaceful Fathers and all of his social media, you know, Twitter and Instagram, you'll see the message on the timeline. You'll be able to find a way to heal yourself, find a way to better know yourself and connect with yourself. And once you do that, you can all of a sudden start connecting with others and you're no longer looking at it as an I situation. I lead my family for sure, but I connect with my family to ensure they can lead themselves as well. I work on me. I work with them. I work to bring myself to the greatest heights by example. And they see that and they follow and I work with them. Make the eyes more of a we. We are doing this. We are crushing it. We are getting after it. You know, on the podcast, I'm sharing my perspective and, and what it is that I'm seeing from the world, but that's not at the expense of my family. That's not putting them to the side for me. I'm not pushing them down to lift myself up. If you go to peacefulfathers.com, you can learn how to do the same. Now let's dive into this discussion with Jack Bly on how to dial in your body and your mind to get yourself to where it is you want to go. And by doing so, you can do it with your family as well. Bring them to the greatest heights so they can experience an optimized life. Let's go. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today I am joined by Jack Bly, body transformation coach, bulletproof mindset coach, and a man who turned his life around to go from who he was to who he wanted to become. And we're going to talk about how he can help you do the same. With that, Jack, welcome to the show. Man, I appreciate you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> you know, it's, you, you got to start me. out high. You got to start out high and just roll with yeah. it. <laughs> So this is your first time coming on the Family Alpha podcast. I appreciate it. I dig the content you're dropping on Twitter. That's how we cross paths. And I was wondering, you know, so you're, you're a younger man. You're younger than myself. You're getting after it. And I really liked, you had sent me a DM and you're like, I'm digging what you're doing. I was like, man, like this guy, he's got that fire. What in you have you found to just get you to this point where you're just radiating energy at the level that you are? Yeah. So honestly, it's been, it's been quite a long journey. Uh, I would say it, it really started ever since I was a kid and growing up, uh, going through school and in high school, uh, I got nicknamed uh, Noodle Arms because I had this tiny frame and everyone would call me out on. I was a skinny kid on the football team and it was obvious. It was obvious to everyone. And I remember specifically uh, this one Halloween, I was out trick or treating with a few of my friends and uh one of, the, one of the older kids at my school, he came up to me, uh, he was making some smart remarks, and I remember him stealing my bag of candy and just sprinting away. And 
I remember in that, in that moment, I just, I felt this sense of embarrassment and I could, I just feel, I could feel this anger like flowing through my blood. And in that moment, I knew like I, I had to change something. I had to look up, I had to find some answers and transform my body so I could become the man that I was confident in. Cause I knew I just wasn't confident in who I was and I wasn't able to stand up for myself and I hated it. So pretty much a little bit of time passed. I, I started researching on the internet, anything I can find to, you know, pack on some muscle, pack on some muscle onto my frame and really become confident in uh, who I was. So I did just that for the next three, four, five years. Uh, I was hitting the gym consistently. I was trying my best. I was training hard. I was doing everything. And uh, it's still, it, it wasn't working that much. I wasn't that proud of what I saw in the mirror. Um, but uh, anyways, I remember watching uh, this movie Baywatch with uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson and Zach Efron. I don't know if you're aware of it, but I've not watched it, but I, I know who they are. I know it exists, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty much. I remember watching this movie a few years ago and I, I just, I remember the, the scene where they're, they're competing for the new lifeguard spot and Zach Efron and Dwayne, the rock Johnson are going through this pretty much obstacle course. They're flipping tires. They're lifting up refrigerators over their shoulders. They're doing pull-ups, all this crazy stuff. And I'm just questioning to myself, sitting on my couch, I'm like, how, how do they build muscle? How do they build that physique? Like I've been trying for so long, but I still can't get it. So I go back to the internet and I'm researching interviews, articles, forums on how Dwayne, the rock Johnson, uh, got to where he is, how he built muscle. And slowly after like three, four hours, I started to take notes and there was these three areas that all started to align all these similarities in what I've been reading and researching over the years. And it was so simple, but I just, I didn't realize it over the years. Uh, so pretty much what I came to realize was that there's three areas that matter most when it comes to uh, transforming your body. That's one training, two nutrition, and then three accountability. You see the rock. He had a strict training regimen that allowed him to pack on muscle. He had a legit nutrition plan that he followed that allowed him to stay to a minimal body fat and promote muscle growth. And then he had a coach on him all the time, holding him accountable, make sure that he keeps up with these habits. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is how I do it. I go all in on these three areas and I make it work. So um, that's what I do. I go online. I find one of the fitness influencers that I trust and I buy their training program. I start doing that. I start getting strict with my diet. And then I tell all my friends, hey, look, in one year, I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to be a complete change man in the mirror. And uh, I pretty much commit to this. And at this point, it was kind of a tug of war between my old self and my new identity, who I wanted to become. And what happened was all this kind of collapsed. It all stopped one night when I pretty much ended up in the hospital. And I didn't even remember what had happened, but I woke up, I sat up in my bed, and I just remembered the nurse coming into the room. And she told me I had alcohol poisoning. And I, I just froze. I was so confused, so disoriented. And I, I felt disgusted with myself in this moment. I really did. I felt disgusted with myself because I felt like a fraud. I knew there is this man that I've been trying to become for so long. And I felt like I just couldn't do it. But in this moment, I promised to myself, no matter what it took, I would find a way to make it happen, to transform my body, to become the man that would make myself, my family, and my friends proud. And I pretty much, I was able to do just that. And I really committed to these three pillars of fitness, training, nutrition, and accountability. 
and the rest is really history. That was that was a quick whirlwind of a journey, man. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's bring this back a moment. Your yeah. your uh, your origin story, you know that that moment of clarity on wanting to become greater started with somebody jacking your candy. You know, <laughs> it started with a, yeah. a moment of helplessness where somebody and you know you laugh. I like, I laugh when you said it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like there are men who you know a girl they liked said, oh you know you're you're too chubby for me, and that that was the catalyst. And they're like become bodybuilder because they're like yeah. never again will I be. The, and for you, it's funny somebody just jacked your candy and it's. It's wild how our life, like our lives change on these little moments that are so small when you think about it, but they're so freaking grand in the, in the, the larger scheme of driving you to who you could become. And when, so let's fast forward a little bit after that, that happens. Tell me, am I reading this correctly? You started working on yourself. You started building it up. You started, you know, the rock Johnson. And then what happened? Did you end up at a party? Like where, where did the alcohol poisoning fall into this metric of your storyline? I'm trying to figure out if you were dialed <laughs> in and then you partied and you passed out or if you were, you're still, you know, working on you. And then, you know, you just went crazy at some somebody's party or whatever. How did yeah, that so, happen? So taking you back, um, pretty much when I mentioned I was watching Baywatch and then I went on this research binge to figure out there's these three areas that matter most. So it was pretty much this one to two year span where I kind of knew exactly what I need to do, but I built up these bad habits and maybe, you know, a poor friend group of partying, of drinking every weekend. And so it was this battle of kind of back and forth. And the, the the new identity, the new side of myself didn't win out until I hit, you know, that rock bottom per se, until I ended up in the hospital. So that's kind of how that happened. That's, that's some crazy stuff, man. You know, to, you know, so I'm 230 something days sober. When I look back, you know, there were times where I, I had blacked out and the next morning I was like, you know, like what? It's like the brain turned off. You know, you wake up in bed and you're like, well, the last mm-hmm. thing I remember, I was at this party and I'm in bed. You know, how is that for you to, to recollect the thoughts? And, you know, when you're alone, you're in the hospital, you're like, what the fuck happened? Why do you think that made it stick so bad? Because it was a traumatic thing. You know, why did that become your new, hey, this, you know, this isn't like the candy event. This isn't like finding the rock event. This is a no shit. I'm never going back from this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I strongly believe that, you know, no change is going to happen unless we experience some sort of pain. Now it doesn't have to be as dramatic as my situation, but in this moment, it was, it was just extremely painful. Um, a, a big part of it was, you know, I committed to all my friends. I told them who I wanted to become. And then also you know, I had to call my parents that night and that was just an embarrassing conversation uh, to have with them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was a very hard conversation to have with my parents that, you know, oh, I ended up in the hospital because I drank too much. You know, it it, it just it made me made me feel like a fraud because I feel like everyone was aware of these goals that I had, but I was I wasn't doing it. I wasn't taking the actions. I was consistent with what I was saying. So that's why, you know, just the immense amount of pain forced me to kind of draw that line in the sand and say, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm not going back to these old habits, this old me. It's, it's time to reinvent myself. And that's what I did. Well, that's awesome. You know, I I think it's Craig James who said, you know, people will only change when the pain of remaining the same is perceived to be greater than the pain of change. So staying who you are is harder than actually just going out and doing the workouts and and dialing your life. And, you know, until Mm -hmm. they see that click, 
And I wonder with people that you work with, you know, there, there's been a running theme in the past few episodes in this podcast where it keeps getting brought up. You know, I think it was a verse in the Bible where they, they talk about, you know what the right thing is to do, but you keep doing the wrong thing. When you're working with people, I've seen a lot of your clients, I've seen the transformations they've had. How are you able to tap into that to get them to stop? Like, you know what to do. Now go and do it. Stop doing the wrong thing. Stop the snacking. Stop this. How are you breaking over that without forcing them into a hospital, without bringing them on immense pain? You know, are you skipping that process or are you driving them harder into the pain that's going to cause the change? Yeah. So um, I kind of like to take on the perspective that, you know, no one is going to change no matter how no matter how bad you want them to, they had to come to the conclusion themselves that, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to change. This is what, what I want really. Uh, so probably the first thing that I do with all the people that I work with is I get them to gain clarity over their values, what they want, their motivations. So literally we do a very simple exercise of taking out a pen and paper and writing out your goal. First of all, so maybe I want to lose 20 pounds. It starts with that. It starts with a simple goal, whatever your goal may be. And you can do this with anything, you know, outside of fitness. Um, I do this all the time now. I journal a lot. But after that, what you do is literally write down every single motivation that you can find that's driving you towards that goal. So you can get very deep here or you can start, you know, shallow as you want. So, you know, I want to look better in the mirror. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to be better in the mirror, look better, have more muscle, lose some of the fat. That's cool. But why is that important to you? Let's go a little bit deeper than that. Oh, you know, maybe um, I just want to feel more confident, maybe in social situations, maybe at work. Um, I want to have confidence and conviction when I walk in the room. I want to be the man. I want to be that leader. And it goes even deeper than that. Maybe uh, I've, I've had this one story kind of come up a lot with a lot of people that I've worked with. They've had their parents or just family members that have either died or they've had very serious health conditions themselves. And they see that and they're like, you know, but this is the path that I'm headed on if I don't change something right now. So that's a huge motivation for people that I come across is just looking at maybe their family members or their parents and seeing them face a certain outcome. And they just don't want that for themselves. They know they don't want that life. So this simple exercise of gaining clarity of every single motivation, every single reason that they want this one outcome is so powerful. I found just to gain the clarity of Hey, doing this is actually more painful than doing the workouts or more painful than just eating the right foods that this one exercise I'm telling you has been an absolute game changer for a lot of people. How has this impacted the rest of your life though? Has this bled outside of fitness towards relationships, mission goals, anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I use uh, journaling a lot. I try to, I try to journal every day, but I, I do it the most probably one day a week. I like to literally drive to a park, uh, go in nature, take my notebook, get my pen out and journal probably like the three big areas of my life, uh, like health, uh, finances and relationship. I'll journal out everything on these three big areas. And this is, you know, whatever I'm feeling, I kind of free flow with it. Um, so maybe areas of my relationship that I want to improve, um, things that I have concerns about, I want to get better at. And I would just write down every single thing. And then at the end, I write down, how do I fix this? So action, actionable measures I can take. And I'll do this for, you know, like I said, my health, my finances and my relationships. And this clarity, this level of clarity has relieved me of so much stress, so much anxiety, because I just, I'm clear headed 
all my stuff is out on paper. I don't know who said it, but I know there's a quote that we haven't really thought until it's written down on paper in front of us. Cause our thoughts are, they're behind our eyes. They're in our, in our brain right now. We can't see them until they're out in front of us on paper. Yeah. That makes me think of, and I don't even know how these dots connected, but when you look at crypto or financing, you know, these people will see it bump up. Oh, I made a million dollars. Well, no, you gained a million on paper, but you've not made anything until you sell it until that hits your account. That's not real money until you spend it on the boat, on the house, on the, whatever. That's not real. It's like your thought. It's a cool thought, but until you take it out of your head and put it on a whiteboard, on a notebook, or into action in the real world, it's not real. It's just bouncing around. You can make it real, but until you sell that crypto, until you take that thought out and apply it, it's not real. And therefore, you're not going to experience any changes from it. And that's an interesting thing. You know, I tell a lot of people, like, how, how do I balance everything I have with the family? I have a whiteboard. And I know there's a running joke on, you know, like all entrepreneurs need a whiteboard. But it's true. You don't have to remember as much because it's all written down. I don't have to balance. You were saying, you know, health, wealth, relationships. I've got it all written somewhere. So it doesn't need to stay up here. And that sort of frees up the mental bandwidth. So are you finding yourself that when you're approaching these people on their issues with their physique, they come to you with physical wants and desires, but you're working with them equally on the mental side of the house? Yeah. So I I strongly believe that, you know, the mind and body are strongly connected and that's just held true in myself and so many people that I've worked with. So um, there is this one mindset or one mentality that I like to everyone to take on that I work with that, you know, helps them both approach their fitness side of things, but also they can carry over into the rest of their life. And that's what I like to call uh, the process focused mindset. Uh, So in contrast to that, what most people have is the outcome obsessed mindset. And this is where, uh, for example, someone comes to me and they say, Hey, um, I want to lose 40 pounds. I want to be at this certain body weight. I want to have abs. I want this certain outcome, 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 outcome. And that's cool. We all have goals. That's amazing. But if that's all you're focused on and you're all you're obsessed with, uh, when you're actually trying to get there, it's going to be very hard to have happen. Because when you do that, you get very frustrated when things aren't happening like you expect them to, or when it's not happening fast enough, you get very frustrated with that outcome-focused mindset. And so what we do, what we try to kind of steer people towards is the process-focused mindset. So uh, with all the people that I work with, I have them on my private app. And pretty much how how it works on a simple basis is they'll have a daily to-do list for what they need to do to take them closer to their goal. Um, so this can be their workout for the day. This can be their nutrition goal, and this could be weighing themselves, something simple like that. And I like to tell everyone, if you can check off these three things on a daily basis, you win the day. You can be proud of that. You made so much progress towards your goal. And if you stay focused on this process, focused mindset of just eating right, of just training today, of just weighing yourself, you do those three things, you're going to be amazing. You have nothing to worry about. You can go to sleep so proud of your efforts because you really earned it today. You really won the day. And that's really the mindset that I love everyone to take on. Um, and this allows them to translate that into other areas of their life, um, you know, with relationships, with their business, whatever it may be. It's what I do personally with what I call the power list, um, just a daily to-do list. It's simple. Uh, <laughs> it just really takes preparation. Yeah, that's, I could not imagine living any other way. 
you know, and I'm very much with you in that wavelength. You know, it's the only difference is you say outcome, I say product. Instead of focusing on the product, focus on the process. You know, everybody wants to, to press the button on the Keurig and get their coffee. I think there's something to life about going up and grinding the beans, putting it into the filter, pouring the pot. You know, it's it's much more than just tapping a button and getting the thing. And especially when it comes to fitness, even if I had a pill that could bring somebody down to 10% body fat and throw on all the muscles and veins up here, they'd still be broken. They would, they would still have that, that lethargic, sedentary focused mindset to where they would lose that body that pill just gave them. You know, you have to find it in the process. When you can enjoy the process, life is good. You know, even, even the negatives, you know, and, and through your story, you know, having to build yourself up, getting knocked down, getting back up. A lot of people, they would view that as like, oh, that's, that's hard. Or I don't, I don't want to go through all that, but you have to go through that process. I, I would believe that's how you forged your bulletproof mindset. You know, and I don't know if you've seen the movie eight mile, but in it, Eminem, he's rapping and he shares like all these issues with him. And once he says everything that's wrong and he's been through the dude that he's going against has nothing to say against him because he owned it. He took all the bullets away from their gun. You know, the way you own your story, the way you share, like, yeah, this happened to me. I, I overcame it. I'm pushing forward. Have you, or, or does that form sort of where you're coming from with your bulletproof mindset focus? And what exactly is the bulletproof mindset? Yeah. Yeah. So the bulletproof mindset is, it's really the mentality that I like to take on in life. Um, so <laughs> this goes back to my simple routines, my simple habits of journaling. So every single morning uh, to help me form this, what I call the bulletproof mindset is I'll write down um, three things that I want to do for the day. Um, so I, it's, it's mostly the same every day. I'll write down, I will dominate today with ease. Um, I will breathe positive energy into everyone possible. And then uh, the third goal is going to be, it's going to depend on what, where I'm going with my life, whether it's fitness, I want, I'm on a cut, I'm trying to lose some fat, or maybe it's with my business. I want to hit a certain income or a certain number of clients. Um, but that's where it starts is forming these actual positive thought loops where in your mind, you have this undeniable, relentless self-belief in yourself because uh, I strongly believe that everything starts in the mind. Um, if you don't believe that you can lose weight or build muscle, you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. But if you do have that belief, then maybe you have a chance. That It's, it's really where it all starts. But to form this bulletproof mindset, um, it takes a few things. So like I said, you can... You can do the affirmations or whatever you want to call it. That's only one part, but the part that really helps you form it and solidify it long-term is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. So if you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. today, but then you hit snooze three times, you're already starting the day off on a terrible note. You lied to yourself and that's painful. And every time that you tell yourself something, you're going to end up procrastinating more because that's just what you do. You, you become known as a liar to yourself. And that's the actual, that's the opposite of the bulletproof mindset. So it starts with keeping your promises to yourself uh, just on a daily basis, on the daily things that you do. I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to go to the gym at this time. I'm going to send out this number of emails. That's where it starts. And if you can't do that, if you can't keep the simple promises to yourself, then you can't have that bulletproof mindset where you actually believe in yourself 100%. Um, but that's where it starts. And then how I've actually 
you know, become so confident, so certain. And what I do is really by giving my brain proof. <laughs> so the brain, it's a supercomputer. It's not stupid. Um, and in order to make it believe in something uh, more powerful than ever, you got to give it proof. So through my fitness, for example, I gained more and more and more belief the more results that I saw. So the more little bit of abs that I was able to reveal, the bigger that my arms got, the stronger that my squat got, more and more proof of what I'm doing is working. And then the belief in myself just grows and grows and grows even more. Uh, so that's what I consider the bulletproof mindset. You know, people are going to listen. They're going to go to your Twitter. They're going to be like, this dude is lean as shit. You know, it's easy. It's easy for you to say, oh, confidence. It's easy for you to say, oh, you've got this body. So, you know, it's just bulletproof this and bulletproof that. You share, though, your before photo. So when you look at that before photo and you look at who you are now, what came first? Did your mindset shift or did you start seeing the abs and just simply going through the routines? And let's say from the, the hospital wake up from starting there and going forward. Was it a mindset that started like chicken or egg? Was it the brain that's like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do this. We're, we're, we're committing to this. Or was it, all right, I'm going to go to the gym. And then you start seeing the results like, oh, oh, now I'm confident. All right. Now the brain's coming around behind the body. Yeah, this one, this one's probably not a simple answer, but <laughs> that's why I'm throwing it your way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's what we have. So where it started was, first of all, I looked around at other people who are already successful. And, you know, this is proof that you know, maybe I can do it. It's not as powerful as myself doing it, but it's some sort of proof that I can give my brain, hey, look, they, this person done did it. This other person did it. Why can't I do it? Um, and it's really, it's what you look for is what you're going to find. So I could have told myself the excuses that, you know, many people come up with. So I look around my family and no one else has abs. No one else has, is muscular. No one else, no one else in my family. Um, so I could have looked at that and said, Hey, I just have, I have subpar or poor genetics. It's not possible for me, but I didn't want to accept that. So to answer your question, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here. No, let it go, man. That's what people want to hear um, the truth, the raw self. <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I think it's a combination of both. So I wasn't completely confident or I didn't have the mindset when I was starting out. Um, but I was searching for proof, like I said, through other people. And then also what I did, I kind of set up a bit of a test to myself. So I would say, Hey, look, I'm going to come into this for six months, six months. I'm going to do everything right. Training, nutrition, accountability. I'm going to go all in. And then if after those six months, for some reason, if it doesn't work, then, okay, maybe I'll give it up. Maybe it's not for me, but it wasn't until I actually started to achieve things. That's when I really started to build and solidify an incredible mindset that I carry with me today. So it's a bit of a combination of the proof from other people and then just giving myself that test. Because I, I think I'm a very logical person. So I don't want to come to a conclusion unless I've actually tested the hypothesis myself. And that makes sense. You know, and, and hearing, I mean, obviously... There has to be a part of the mind or else you wouldn't have gone to the gym enough times for the body to change. Like the mind had to be involved there to just get you in the doors. You know, they say the heaviest lift is just opening the front door and going in. Like there's truth to that. You know, you have to have that discipline. But to the body point, you know, 
when you start seeing new veins, that's motivate. That is super fuel. Like when you see that first vein pop, you see the first like ad, the V showing up, you're like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Stick with it. Let's do it more. You know, yeah. and then people want to speed up the process once they, they see some gains. But I do, I do want to ask you, you know, when it comes to the people you work with and, and you don't have to be specific, but have you had to overcome anybody's victim mentality? Because you did say, if they did this, I can do this. And that's also how I think. If, if that person can do it, it can be done. That's fuel for me. Some people see it, well, they did it and that's not fair, or this is holding me down. Have you had to, have you come across clients who were kind of pushing back on everything that you were trying to give them? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll bring up this one story and I'm sure he's cool. I'm on, we're, we're friends now. Uh, but one of my, my old clients, Colton, he was someone who kind of struggled with the, this mentality. He wasn't completely sure that he was going to see the results that he wanted. Um, so he was someone who wanted to get super strong, um, who lift heavy weight and be confident of how he looked in the mirror. Um, but his situation was pretty much where he, he fell into what we call the weekend wall. So he was someone who could be consistent five days a week. He could hit his workouts. He could do pretty well with his nutrition, but then the weekend came around and temptations everywhere, peer pressure, going out for drinks, just social dinners, whatever it may be, even the weekend mentality in your mind. I think this plagues people of, oh, it's a weekend. I can go easy now. I can take my foot off the gas. Um, and of course, recovery is important, but that doesn't mean that you go and binge on three pizzas. Um, there's a difference. So how we handle this situation of Colin having this, this weekend wall, this victim mentality pretty much was a simple challenge. And I, I always like to have challenges for myself, but pretty much what we did was a simple seven day challenge. So we, we took him aside and we told him, Hey, look, look at our track record here. These past, I believe it was a one month or two months in, and it was the same thing. The weekend came around and he's slacking off. He's eating a ton of nasty calories, nasty food, and he's skipping his workouts. Um, so we took him aside and we said, Hey, look, these next seven days, let's just do it one time, seven days through. Let's commit to that. Only that look no further than seven days. If you can complete this, we'll be so happy. And he's like, okay, let me do this. I can do seven days. That's not that long. And so he did, he went through the week as normal. He executed the weekend came around and he told us it wasn't easy, but he was able to pull it through these seven days. And what happened actually was, I believe, I believe the number was 42, but for the next 42 days, he was perfect on his nutrition, on his workouts. And that's an incredible feat. Like that's incredible for me. Even, you know, I slip up from time to time. I'm not a robot. Uh, that's a good length of time right there. And his mindset completely changed. His confidence completely changed just from the seven day challenge, just from giving his brain that little proof of, oh, it's just a weekend. I can survive seven days. I can do this. And then once he did it once, it was so much easier to replicate that two times, three times, and time and time again. Uh, so that's really the power of these little challenges that we can give to ourselves, no matter how small, how simple it may seem. If you give yourself that little challenge to give your brain that proof of what's possible, it can be a game changer. What also sounds like breaking that mountain into literally a speed bump. You know, yeah. you didn't say we're going to go 42 days. You said, let's just do seven. And, you know, there is something to 
the weekend. You know, if you can go Monday through Friday, if you can just make it those two days, it almost guarantees another five because now you're back to that Monday through Friday where it's, it's a part of your routine. Well, at that point, you're up to 12 days. So that second weekend, you're like, well, I've already in double digits. It's like there's more bullets in the gun to support doing the right thing, you know? And I think, you know, to the point on victim mentality and overcoming it, you know, maybe, maybe there's a case to be made for if you make them just a little bit less of a victim, if you make them a little bit more of a champion, like, oh, you can do this. That guy did it, you know, and you're saying, well, you're held down by all these things. Well, let's overcome one step then. Let, let's get you just one peg higher, not worrying about get up to level 10. Let's go from a two to a three. You know, I think there, I, I say success begets success. You know, doing the one thing right leads to the next thing right. And I wonder what recommendation you'd have. You know, obviously you've got the secrets to the training. You've got the system. Again, links are below for anybody that wants to hop on. But for someone that wants to just knock down that first domino, what would you say or where would you say they would start? So for most people, uh, most people that we work with are trying to lose fat. Um, that's just how it is. But there's people on both side of, sides of the puzzle. So I'll cover I'll cover both real quick, kind of fat loss and then muscle growth. Um, so with fat loss, uh, the biggest lever that you can pull, and this is how I like to think of things, like with the 80-20 rule, you know, 20% of what we do gets 80% of the results. So that's the lever that, we lo- that we're looking for, that 20% of what we do that's going to get us the bulk of the results. And for fat loss, what that is, is going to be with our nutrition. And with our calories and protein specifically. So the first thing that you want to do is remove all the other external information from your mind. So when people come to me, they're looking to lose fat and transform their body. They'll have all these prior ideas and things that they've read on the internet of certain diets, certain evil food groups, whatever it may be, fancy workout routines. And I like to simplify things. I like to make things as simple as possible. And so we start with calories and protein because the number one determinant of losing fat is going to be our calories. If we burn more calories than we consume, we lose fat. That is a fact. That is um, a lot of really. <laughs> it is science. <laughs> so if we start there, if we start as simple as there, having this one objective in our mind and kind of clearing everything else out, we'll start to see that little bit of progress. And then once we do that, then we can tack on another component to it, which would be protein, which would be number two for the people trying to lose fat. And protein is quite special. I'll, I'll kind of go into a little bit of the cool science behind it, if you don't mind. Oh, go for it. <laughs> so protein number one is the building block of muscle. Many people already know this, but what happens when, you know, we combine this high protein diet with the resistance training, which is weight training, and we build more muscle, we're actually going to increase our metabolism. So what that means is throughout our day, even if we're not moving, uh, we're just laying around the couch. If we have more muscle mass, we burn more calories. So that makes it so much easier to lose weight and keep it off while eating more calories. So it's easier to sustain that lifestyle long-term. That's number one about protein. Number two, protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So the more protein uh, that we're eating, the more full that we feel, the more more satisfied from our food. So we're not as hungry. We don't have as many cravings throughout our day. So just having a high protein diet is going to make dieting and losing fat so much easier. And then number three, a little secret one right here that not many people know about is protein has the highest thermogenic effect. So that's a fancy term. All it means is protein burns the most calories during digestion compared to carbs or fat. 
Um, so those are three reasons why you should have a high protein diet if you're looking to lose fat. But those are the two biggest levers that we want to pull when it comes to fat loss. It all starts with nutrition, all starts with calories and then protein. So are you saying that meat sweats are a real thing? <laughs> meat sweats? Um, My brother-in-law, I never heard the term before, but then he's like, every time I eat steak or a lot of meat, he's like, I get like sweaty. And I'm, now <laughs> you say that, I'm like, you know, I never really put any truth to it. I don't, for some reason, when you said that, I'm like, wait a minute, is that real now? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it, it, to an extent, I guess you could say it's real, but it it is it's small, but it, it is going to make a difference. All the small little details. He's going to be pumped to hear it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just proved his point. All right. So that, that was for weight loss. Yeah. Now for, for those looking to, to add on mass, maybe they're the, the hard earners, you know, mm -hmm. or the hard gainers is, is it almost the flip, you know, just, just lift heavier and eat more in a sense. So uh, number one requirement for muscle growth is what I call progressive intensity. So this refers to in the gym when you're working out. So most people, they, they get the idea of this, but they don't execute it. So most people will walk in the gym and, you know, maybe they'll have their exercise planned out for the day. It's chest day. So I'm a, I'm a bench press. I'm gonna hit some chest flies, do whatever. They know that, but they don't actually do the most important part of the workout. And that's to actually implement progressive intensity. So what that is, is increasing an intensity metric um, over a period of time. So let's break it down simply. So to do this, all you need to do is increase the amount of reps that you're doing over time, the amount of sets that you're doing, or the weight that you're using. If you can do that workout to workout, you will build muscle. Um, but most people don't do this because they don't track their workouts. Okay, they're guessing in their mind, they're thinking they have a photographic memory, or they just don't realize how important this is. Because let's be real with yourself. If you don't have these actual targets that you're aiming after workout to workout, you're you're most likely you're not gonna grow muscle, you're not gonna get stronger as much as you could. Because I know even I have these days, I walk into the gym, I'm not feeling as good, maybe I'm more tired, I'm not as motivated. It's gonna be real hard to push myself harder than I did last time. If I don't have that specific metric in my mind, okay, I'm doing 10 reps this set because I have to beat this number from last week. And that's really the number one requirement is just identifying this metric. Okay, I can get better this 1%, this workout. And if you can do that workout to workout, increase by just one rep, go up five pounds, workout to workout, that's going to make a massive difference over you know a long period of time. You know, it's interesting how fitness overlaps with life. A lot of people, they'll ask me very general questions about how can I be a better father or something? And I'm like, listen, man, your general question is going to get a general answer. You need to specifically ask me what it is you want to know or where it is you're struggling so I can specifically help you there. And it's the same thing with, you know, as you're saying in the gym, it's like not analysis paralysis, but when you can do a million things, you know, you're in the gym, I'm just going to do whatever you end up doing nothing or maybe 1% on 10 things. Well, why don't you go 10% on one thing? actually improve, you know, if it's the bench or, or if there's one metric to hit and you know what that is, all right, I feel like shit, but I'm going to give everything I have to at least that one thing, that, that, that goal that I've set. And for a lot of people, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, having goals, you know, as a part of your program, because they don't, their, their goal is so vague. It's, I want to, I want to look better. What does that mean? You know, like what, what does look better? Put on more makeup, 
you know, or, or style of your hair. You already look better. Oh, that's not what you want. Then let's ask the real question. You want to be confident with your shirt off or you want to be in a bikini or you, you want to find abs. Those are much more specific. Okay. Now we're talking leaning down. Now we're talking um, specific muscle growth that we want to have. It's, it's a whole new ball game when you have a clear goal instead of just, I want more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing that I think many people make this huge mistake of is maybe they'll have their goal defined. Maybe it's even specific, but they don't have some form of assessment or some form of measurement. And this can, you know, this translate, this translate into every, any area of your life. It always does. So say you're trying to lose weight. You can eat healthy per se. People tell me, tell me this all the time. They come to me and I ask them, what's their game plan for losing weight or whatever. And they'll say, Oh, I'm eating healthy. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? <laughs> I had a salad we, once this week. I <laughs> eat to the other times, but I had that yeah, salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you that this is what people come up with and they tell me. But not having that form of assessment and measurement on a consistent basis. Uh, so what I mean by that is they'll do their they're eating healthy, whatever that means to them, for one week, two weeks, three weeks, and then they maybe weigh their, themselves after a month. They realize they haven't lost any weight. Well, you could have saved yourself so much trouble if you just have the consistent assessment of, hey, I'm going to weigh myself, you know, three times a week and I'll take the averages and I'll see if I lost weight or if I didn't lose weight. Because if you have these assessments, you make adjustments. If you don't, you have no clue if what you're doing is working. And this is even simpler in the gym. If you're getting stronger, boom, what you're doing is working. If you're not, you're not doing well. But again, without the actual assessment, with the actual tracking, you have no clue. So I always like to say what is tracked, what is measured gets improved. Well, think about it, walking on a path, you know, if for the metaphor, you know, yeah, you're on your life path. If you're checking your coordinates periodically, if you happen to have taken a step off the path and you're going the wrong direction, you can catch yourself 15 steps off the path instead of 15 miles where you're totally jacked up and lost by just having those, like you said, those metrics, those little checkpoints of like, all right, how am I doing? Let's run an audit of myself. Where am I going? I did pop in, you know, a question pop in my head. Do you run any formal program when it comes to looking at people's hormones or blood work before or after or during them working with you to see what's going on on the inside? Um, I do not currently. Um, that's not something I currently offer, but definitely in the future. Honestly, I don't consider myself uh, to have the level of expertise I'd like to, to kind of coach people in that area. I'm just being completely honest. I only want to coach people in the area that I feel like I'm a master and I can help them out. And, and that's really just the physical body transformations. That's awesome. You know, uh, I don't know if you know, Phil Foster, he's a buddy of mine and he runs, you know, that's sort of his jam is, is hormones. And it's, I used to just throw that in the trash. Oh, it's my genetics. Oh, it's my hormones. But there are the real metrics or, or biomarkers, I guess, as to like what could be holding people back, be it low T, be it, you know, high levels of this or low levels of that. You know, it's interesting, but on the inside, can impact on the outside, but for the general sake of overall health, getting started will never hurt. You know, even if you're low T, you know, you might have to pull a little more, you know, oomph into getting yourself to the gym. You might not have that wake it up with energy, but still going and doing something is better than doing nothing. But I think that'd be an excellent, you know, uh, tag team, if you will, is if they're working with you and they're proving like, Hey, let's check the inside. Let's check the outside. Let's get ourselves optimized. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think an important thing to understand, uh, cause a very common excuse that I get, and I've touched on this a little bit before with 
genetics or hormones is it's true you can have you know worse genetics or worse hormones than someone else and they'll have it easier to you know see results with their body weight with their health whatever it may be and that's that's a fact but the thing is at the end of the day you still have the same two choices you can make that excuse get make the same habit choices eat unhealthy skip workouts and continue down that path of poor health or you can say you know what i know i have it hard that's okay but i'm gonna do everything that i can everything that i'm in control of to get better to get healthier to live longer to be more energized throughout my day and that's really the choice that we're left with so no matter what genetics what hormones you have it doesn't matter you still have the same choice at the end of the day you don't want to be the person in the automatic wheelchair saying it's my thyroid your thyroid <laughs> your thyroid accounts for 10 pounds maybe not 10 hundred <laughs> you know man it's wild dude some of the things i've seen and some of the things i've heard you know it's it's just nuts but i mean to bring it full circle you know to what it is you're offering what it is you're living you see a lot of people online that are sharing oh you know check this out. I'm doing this, but they're not living it. You know, what I really like about your message, what I, I dig, not just fitness, but just your entire timeline, you know, via Twitter and the other outlets I'm seeing you at, it's all extensions of you. It, you're not talking about a life that you could live or a life that you heard others living. It's the life you're living, the experiences you've had, and then the lessons you've learned. So I, I could not recommend for those listening a, a higher follow, you know, and again, links are below. But Jack, for those who might want to work with you or just check out your content, what would be the best way for them to find you? Yeah, sure thing. So the main place that you can find me is on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Jack Bly. That is B-L-Y. Um, so you can go ahead. You can check me out there. I have tons of free content on fitness, losing fat, building muscle, uh, forming that bulletproof mindset. And then if you're someone who's looking to work close with me, help you transform your body for good, uh, simply message me, DM me uh, the word transformation. And uh, we'll get in touch. Awesome. And before we wrap this one up, you started the podcast, right? Yes, that is correct. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I just started this podcast uh, a few weeks ago. It's called The Mind Boss Project. And uh, pretty much our mission is leading the war against societal programming for a fat, broke, and unhappy population. Because we've noticed, you know, if you look around at maybe your friends, your family members, or your coworkers, people are constantly complaining 24-7. They have this victim mentality. They're unhealthy. They're unhappy. And, you know, change is required. And you have to look around at maybe, maybe your peers are programming you to be this way. Maybe the people that you follow on social media are programming you to be this way. Maybe the news that you're watching is programming you to be this way. So that's really our mission with that, that podcast and that project. Um, so check that out as well. If you'd like, and uh, I definitely, I, I know we gotta have you on the, the show soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. So I'll have a link to that below. You know, I do want to highlight the point that when I grab my phone and I look at it at no point, am I like, Oh, you know, I'm sad or, Oh, I feel bad about myself. Like I'm motivated by the people I follow, the things I see, the life that I've cultivated. And it's a testament. And that's why I wanted you to bring up the podcast is you choose what's going into your brain in the same way you choose what's going into your body. If you're going to sit there and you're going to start eating right, well, why not think right? Why not listen to podcasts that'll build you up or inform you to be a better person? Why not connect with people on a timeline that'll that'll motivate you to be a better son, brother, father, or for all the women, mother, sister, you know, whatever, wife, 
you know, why not consume content like that and break out of the, the sphere or the, the, the toxic, you know, gravity pull that's saying you're not good enough. You need to just consume more, be lazy. It's okay to be an alcoholic, you know, like why is that what you want to see when you grab your phone or log onto your computer? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm really glad you created this. I'm really glad, you know, I'm looking forward. We'll definitely have a chat on there, but it's good to see positive voices finding their way and lights, you know, lighting up in this dark world. So I appreciate it. I want to thank you for your time for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. This was an absolute honor to be on the show. And uh, I really, I love, and I respect the work that you do so much because I know you've impacted so, so many people uh, through what you do on here. So thank you, brother. Yes, sir. All right. For everybody that tuned in, this has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Don't just listen to it. Apply the information and improve your life. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore.